we would like to welcome you to another edition of The JS Show on CITR-FM 101.9 or on your computer, www.citr.ca. We have uh, some very special things to do this evening, and we have lots of music to play, as we always do. We, we have uh, uh, lots of time. We're here until after midnight every Monday, so um, we can really uh, stretch out and play um, a lot of uh, long tunes and uh, a whole variety of music, jazz-wise, and it um, shows the, uh, all the incredible variations of this uh, great form of music, and we certainly hope to uh, entertain you with uh, those sounds. Our jazz feature tonight is off the top. But I will be playing, after the jazz feature, a very special preview of um, a great local band, or resident band is a little more respectful, led by my good friend Andre Lachance. Andre, of course, is a wonderful bassist, but he's also an incredible guitarist and a wonderful composer. And this album... Uh, that we're going to play after the jazz feature is a long-awaited album uh, for Andre and the listeners of Vancouver because this band has uh, performed around town, but they've never made a recording until now. And the band is called Quatuor, and it's led, of course, by Andre on guitar and features mostly all of his compositions. And, of course, uh, stellar group of musicians involved here. Brad Turner is playing Fender Rhodes and piano, and Chris Jestrin is playing Moog bass, and Joe Poole on drums and percussion. And uh, this album um, was uh, produced by Andre, and it's uh, obviously very much a labor of love. I spent some time with Andre uh, last week, and uh, he uh, generously um, presented me with the album so that I could give you a preview. The actual CD release will, will not be until the 28th of January at Pat's Pub. And, of course, that's a free show, as it always is, um, from 3 to 7. And this band will be playing, and uh, the CD will be for sale there. And that's the actual official CD release party. So the music we'll hear this evening uh, after the jazz feature will be a, a bit of a preview uh, of this wonderful album. But first things first, and our jazz feature tonight is a big band, a huge band, and a band that is has over the years been loved and um, maybe not so well loved. <laughs> um, well, I'll tell you something about Stan Kenton. Stan Kenton was really a musical pioneer, a very, very sincere uh, musician. Uh, he started out as a dance band leader in the early 40s and realized that because of the uh, high level of musicianship, even within a dance band, um, more could be done with this combination of musicians and talent and arrangers and all this kind of stuff. Um, he was inspired by band leaders like Duke Ellington, who, who began to extend and move out of the sort of dance band entertainment syndrome. 
and um, Kenton decided to pursue his own uh, vision. And of course, uh, when the band really hit after the Second World War, um, in, in the mid-40s, uh, Kenton was, of course, one of the great pioneers of modern jazz. And he, he, called, he didn't call his music modern jazz, he called it progressive jazz. And, of course, that became kind of an academic term. Kenton explored all kinds of concepts uh, with his band. Uh, he added instruments. Sometimes the band had a whole string section. Uh, I remember he added these French horn-like instrument uh, called the mellophone. There was about five of them he added to his big band. Um, some of his music, of course, was kind of uh, um, very loud and, 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 and brassy and, and overwritten. And yet some bands that he had were just amazing. Uh, and Kenton, of course, pursued this course um, throughout his, his career. He was truly an innovator and, and one of a kind. All those guys that, that led big bands, Duke Ellington, Count Basie, um, Stan Kenton, Woody Herman, uh, they, they were extraordinary gentlemen. And uh, to be a band leader and to control <laughs> over the years uh, a bunch of uh, temperamental and very often rebellious musicians um, that, that, that worked in, in, in these big bands. It, it took a certain personality, and Kenton certainly had it, and uh, he was a, a very generous man as well. And uh, he did um, uh, sponsored college programs and and um, uh, all kinds of uh, student education, um, student bands, this sort of thing. Anyway, uh, this album that we're going to hear, even non-Canton fans love this album. Now, I know a few people that, that do not really care for Kenton's music, but they love this album. And this album is called Cuban Fire. Now, the difference between Duke Ellington and Stan Kenton, Duke Ellington's music came from within the band. And Duke and his alter ego, Billy Strayhorn, they wrote original compositions for the musicians uh, specifically in the Ellington band and wrote it around the, uh, the different sounds that, that these gentlemen could make. Kenton, of course, over the years, the personnel um, changed sometimes quite rapidly in his bands. But what Kenton did was take uh, music from outside arrangers and commission these arrangers and composers to write for his band. He also, um, and of course they brought in their original compositions, and of course Kenton was also a lover of standard tunes, and he also commissioned arrangers to rearrange these great um, Gershwin, Cole Porter, uh, Hammerstein melodies for the Kenton band specifically, and of course that's also one of his great attributes. This album is called Cuban Fire. And the reason it's called that is because the composer of this music, whose original name was Johnny Cascales, he, although he was born in Schenectady, New York, he was of Mexican and Cuban heritage. And he wrote this music 
to reflect his heritage. And, of course, Canton was, uh, had, had commissioned him to do this. It's a seven-part suite, and um, it, the timing was perfect because Canton, at the time of this recording in 1956, and believe me, that's, you may think that's a long time ago, but the music on here is very, very modern-sounding. And uh, the thing about Canton is that um, he had assembled one of his best bands, right at this time. So the coordination of Johnny Richards' writing, uh, the level of the Canton Orchestra, it was a perfect kind of scenario to make a great recording. And this is a great recording. Uh, we featured it many years ago on the show, and I'm, I'm always proud to play this recording again. Uh, I'll run down the people in the band. You may recognize some of the names. Some of the names may be a little obscure to you, but a great trumpet section. Uh, there's five trumpeters, Ed Leddy, Sam Noto, Lee Katzman, uh, Paul Glover, and Al Metrolino, and Vinnie Tano on trumpets. Okay, on trombones, we have Bob Fitzpatrick, Carl Fontana, Kent Larson, and Don Kerr. On French horns, there are two of them, Julius Rosenthal and the great Julius Watkins. On tuba, Jay McAllister. The saxophones, you'll recognize some of the names. Lenny Niehaus on lead alto. Bill Perkins and Lucky Thompson on tenor saxophones. Billy Root on baritone saxophone, Stan Canton, the leader on piano, Ralph Blaze on guitar, that's a great name, isn't it? Curtis Counts on bass, and the great Mel Lewis on drums. And the, the rhythm section is augmented here by a whole bunch of Latin percussionists that include um, Willie Rodriguez, Tommy Lopez, um, and a whole bunch of uh, uh, three or four other uh, gentlemen, Roger Mosian, and um, a couple more, on various instruments, timbales and cymbals, maracas, all this kind of stuff. So that is basically the lineup, and we're going to um, play the seven-part suite, which is called Cuban Fire. All the music, as I said before, was written by Johnny Richards. I'll run down the soloists after we hear the music. The first piece of music is called, um, the first part, uh, um, first movement is called Fuego Cubano, Cuban Fire. And I will tell you the soloist on here because... Um, it's very, very impressive. The first soloist is a trombonist named Kent Larson, but the most beautiful solo on here is by tenor saxophonist Lucky Thompson. He steals the show on this. A very short solo, but it's so beautiful. And then there's uh, a further solo by trombonist Carl Fontana. The second movement is called El Congo Valiente, Valiant Congo. The Movement number three is called Recordos, which is reminiscences. Tune number four is called Quien Sabe. Uh, who knows? Uh, my Spanish is kind of uh, 
a little shaky, but anyway. Uh, suite number five is called La Cura Baila, The Fair One Dances. And movement number six is La Suerte de les Tontos, which is um, Fortune of Fools. And the final movement is called uh, Three Hearts. That's the final movement of the suite. So it's in seven parts. So we hope you enjoy Cuban Fire, the Stan Canton Orchestra, playing the music of the great Johnny Richards, our jazz feature this evening.
Thank you
Caliente, yes, Cuban Fire, our jazz feature this evening, one of the great Stan Kenton recordings. And it was perfect timing because this particular edition, as I mentioned in the preamble, was one of uh, Kenton's finest editions uh, of his orchestra. And, of course, the coordination and the commissioning of the great Johnny Richards to write a suite for the orchestra um, was perfect because this was the band to play it, and uh, they did. All of this was recorded over several days in May of 1956 in New York City, and of course the band was full of uh, incredible soloists and uh, people. We had uh, five, uh, count them, five um, extra percussionists, Latino per- uh, percussionists, Willie, Willie Rodriguez, Tommy Lopez, uh, George Laguna, Roger Mosian, and Mario Alvarez playing timbales, claves, um, bongo drums, congo drums, maracas, all that kind of stuff. Two timpani players as well, Saul Gubin and um, George Gaber, um, both playing timpani. And, of course, then the regular members of the Kenton Orchestra with the great Mel Lewis on drums, Curtis Counts on bass, Ralph Blaze on guitar, Stan Kenton on piano, and, of course, the the big horn section. Sections, uh, trumpets, trombones, saxophones, etc., etc. So we heard the seven-movement suite called Cuban Fire, Fuego Cubano. And we opened with... The title, um, Movement, Fuego Cubano, Cuban Fire, with uh, soloist Kent Larson on trombone, the great Lucky Thompson on tenor saxophone, and another fine trombone soloist, great trombone soloist, Carl Fontana. Then the second movement was called El Congo Valiente, and that uh, the soloists on that were alto saxophonist Lenny Niehaus, trumpeter Vinnie Tano, tenor saxophonist Bill Perkins, and trombonist Kent Larson. And Recuerdos was movement number three, Reminiscences. Lenny Niehaus once again on alto saxophone, Sam Noto on trumpet, and Carl Fontana on trombone. Uh, Next movement was called Quien Sabe, which of course in Spanish is Who Knows?, and the soloists on there, Lucky Thompson on tenor saxophone, Vinnie Tano once again on flugelhorn, uh, Carl Fontana on trombone, and Lenny Niehaus on alto saxophone. Movement number five, La Quiera Bayala, The Fair One Dances. That's my fractured Spanish. Bob Fitzpatrick soloed on trombone, Bill Perkins on tenor saxophone, once again Sam Noto on trumpet. And then movement number six, called La Suerte de los Tontos, Fortune of Fools. Two soloists on that, Lenny Niehaus on alto saxophone and Vinnie Tano on trumpet. And the final movement, Les Tres Corazones, Three Hearts. And the soloist on that was the great Sam Noto. Sam has been a resident of uh, Toronto for so many years. He's considered now a Canadian musician. He's originally from Buffalo, New York, an incredible trumpet player. 
And, of course, he was a young man when uh, all of this was recorded in 1956. So our jazz feature, one of the classic Stan Kenton recordings, and uh, even people that don't care for Kenton's music love this recording, and I hope you did too. Cuban Fire is the name of the recording. came out on Capitol Records, and as I mentioned before, one of the great editions of the Stan Kenton Orchestra. Our jazz feature this evening. You are listening to The Jazz Show on CITR-FM 101.9 or on your computer, www.citr.ca. My name's Gavin Walker, and we'll be right back with some music by a resident genius musician, Andre Lachance. Hang on. Hi, my name's Matthew. When I first got back from a military tour in Afghanistan, any time I heard a siren or even a car alarm, I'd lose it completely. I would turn into a wild man, screaming, waving my arms. People would yell at me, shut up, you crazy. Get a job, would ya? Well, I didn't go out and get a job. I got help instead. Now, I'm in a clean and safe apartment. I have friends and helpers who understand me. I landed a decent job, but I gotta admit, I still don't like car alarms or sirens. I used to think mental illness was a death sentence. I got life instead. This message was produced by Columbian Center Society and Radio Malaspina in British Columbia. UBC's Museum of Anthropology displays long-term and visiting exhibits of indigenous art from around the world. And guided tours are free. Our permanent collection features one of the world's finest exhibits of Northwest Coast First Nations art. Our collection includes 36,000 ethnographic pieces, 535,000 archaeological pieces, and over 600 pieces in the Kroner Ceramics Gallery. There's a lot to take in. Luckily at the Museum of Anthropology, final exams are always take-home. If you've never checked out this world-class facility, now's your chance. The Museum of Anthropology is located right on campus and free for all UBC students and faculty. Come enjoy our collection and resources. You're listening to CITR 101.9, broadcasting from UBC's Point Grey campus, located on the traditional, unceded, Coast Salish territory of the Hunkaminam-speaking Musqueam people. Yes, Andre Lachance is uh, wonderful. Well, a lot of people know him as um, one of our premier bass players here in Vancouver, but he's also an incredible guitar player. Andre has been a big part of uh, the Vancouver jazz scene for many years, and this is kind of a dream that he had to uh, get and make a recording by his band called Quatuor. And Andre, of course, exclusively plays guitar on, on this album. And, of course, he's accompanied by um, all these musicians are so well-known in Vancouver. The, the incredible Brad Turner, who plays Fender Rhodes piano and acoustic piano on here. Chris Gestron, who is a marvelous pianist, is playing um, Moog bass on these recordings. And Joe Poole on drums and percussion. 
and this has been a dream of uh, Andre to uh, get um, this band recorded, and of course, um, they're playing his compositions. That's another side of Andre that um, is very much brought out on this uh, recording. It's got a great cover and a very timely um, title as well. It's called The Orange Challenge. So I'm sure you uh, understand perhaps the significance of that title. (laughs) I don't have to elaborate. Anyway, uh, we're going to hear some tracks from this album. This is kind of a preview because um, Andre is having a CD release party at Pat's Pub on uh, Vancouver's east side on Saturday, January 28th. And it's going to be the uh, CD, the official CD release party. So this is kind of a preview of uh, some of the music that you're likely to hear. Uh, obviously, they're going to play a lot of selections from this CD, and it will be available for sale as well. So uh, this is quite a wonderful accomplishment. This is Andre's, um, not his first recording, of course, but his first recording under his own name, and he's justifiably proud of it. We're going to uh, open with a piece of music called El Gecko's Dilemma. Then we're going to move to a piece dedicated to one of uh, Andre's mentors and idols, the great Claude Ranger, and the title is simply Claude. And then we're going to end the set with um, a piece of music. As as a matter of fact, we're going to end the set with the... um, title track from the album, The Orange Challenge. So we're going to hear three pieces, all written by André Lachance. El Gecko's Dilemma, followed by Claude, and the final piece will be The Orange Challenge. So once again, André Lachance on guitar, Brad Turner on Fender Rhodes piano and acoustic piano, Chris Jestrin on Moog bass, Joe Poole on drums and percussion. And this is um, definitely an album that uh, Monsieur Lachance is justifiably proud of. Here we go. Thank you. 
We heard three pieces of music from this uh, wonderful brand new album. This is a preview, really, because the album has not been officially released. It's called Quatuor, and that's the name of the band, and it's led by guitarist Andre Lachance, who wrote all of that music as well. Andre, of course, is uh, played in so many contexts in Vancouver because he's also a wonderful bass player, but he's a guitarist on this, and uh, that's his um, other talent as well as uh, composition as well. And he produced this album, and it's uh, a matter of pride that um, I think this, uh, this is a very, very fine recording from these uh, great resident musicians. And, of course, they've worked together in... Uh, different bands, different contexts, and so on, and uh, all come together in this band. Andre Lachance on guitar, Brad Turner on Fender Rhodes piano and acoustic piano, Chris Jestrin on Moog bass, and Joe Poole on drums and percussion. So we heard three tunes from this album. The first one was called El Gecko's Dilemma, and the second one was dedicated to one of uh, um, Andre's mentors and one of his idols as well, dedicated to the great late drummer Claude Ranger, and it was called simply Claude. Third tune has got a rather contemporary title, and it's actually the uh, title track from this uh, recording. It's called The Orange Challenge, and I think we all know what that's going to be. I've got one more from this album that I'd like to play. It's also a dedication to two wonderful musicians who were part of uh, Vancouver scene, and they have since passed on. I'm talking about Elizabeth Fisher and Bob Murphy, and this composition the final piece we're going to play from this album is called Life Cycle. So once again, Andre Lachance on guitar, Brad Turner on Fender Rhodes and acoustic piano, Chris Jestrin on Moog bass, and Joe Poole on drums. And this is Life Cycle.
The music of André Lachance from his album Quatuor, and that was a, a piece of music dedicated to the late Elizabeth Fisher and the late Bob Murphy, and it was called simply Life Cycle. One of the uh, fine pieces of music on this uh, CD, which will be officially released January 28th at Pat's Pub down on the downtown east side, and um, Andre will be performing there with this exact band, Quatuor, and it'll be also a CD release party. So that's all happening on the 28th of January, this coming Saturday. And, of course, uh, Pat's Pub, the uh, musical event, starts at 3 and goes on to about 7, and it's absolutely free. So you can probably put a few bucks in your pocket and purchase this incredible CD by André Lachance and Quatuor, and the album is called The Orange Challenge. And we heard four tunes from this uh, uh, marvelous album. Once again, André Lachance on guitar, Brad Turner on, on this last tune. He was on piano. Chris Jestrin on Moog bass, and Joe Poole on drums. We hope you enjoyed that, uh, this preview um, of this wonderful CD, which will be available, as I said, at Pat's Pub this coming Saturday. You are listening to The Jazz Show on CITR FM 101.9 or on your computer, www.citr.ca. My name's Gavin Walker, and we'll be right back with some music by Eddie Cleanhead Vinson. Yeah, one of the great soulful jazz blues singers and he's a great composer as well and he's going to be performing with the cannonball adderley quintet so stay tuned for that we have a few messages to deliver to you and we'll be right back become a citr member and make some new friends Members get discounts in Kitsilano and around UBC at The Book Warehouse, Stormcrow Ale House, The Australian Boot Company, Fresh's Best Salsa and Company, Banyan Books and Sound, Tapestry Music Limited, Rufus Guitar Shop, Dentry's Irish Girl, the UBC Bookstore, On the French Hair Design, and The Bike Kitchen. What would we do without our friends? Out of sight. Thursday, January 26th, CITR is hosting our annual 24 hours of student power from 6 a.m. to 6 a.m. CITR will be broadcasting a full day of radio broadcasts, discussions, musical performances, and interviews with UBC students. Tune in to hear special programming from Thunderbird Eye, All Access Pass, Babe Waves, interviews with student clubs like the Bike Kitchen, the CBC, Improv, and more. Plus, there will be three live performances by student bands, Either Or, Mirepoix, and Cursor. Tune in or come hang out on Thursday here at CITR.
Well, we got some weather, and it's not bad, actually. Of course, um, <laughs> Snowmageddon is, uh, is now behind us. Um, nobody can really say if it isn't going to happen again, though. Uh, who knows? You know, winter really isn't over until, I guess, uh, toward the end of March. But uh, whatever. We have to deal with um, whatever Mother Nature gives us. Yes. So tonight is a few cloudy periods. Um, clouding over, actually, later on completely with a low of zero. And then tomorrow is cloudy with a 30% chance of a shower in the morning. And a low of zero and a high up to six. Then Wednesday is cloudy with a 40% chance of a shower with a low of three and a high of five. Thursday and Friday, simply cloudy. No precipitation in the forecast. Lows around one or two and highs between five and six. Not a whole lot of variation, but uh, pleasant anyway. And Saturday, um, cloudy with a low of 1 and a high of 8 and a 30% chance of a shower. And Sunday, cloudy with a 60% chance of a shower with a low of 2 and a high of 9. So that's, uh, that's about it for the weather. Just like to remind you before we uh, get into some more music um, that uh, there's a couple of important websites to always check out. One of them is the website of the Coastal Jazz and Blues Society. Those are the people that bring you the Big Jazz Festival, and next month they'll be presenting on Granville Island all kinds of concerts with their annual Winteruption. And uh, that's uh, quite an event, and you can find out who's playing what and where by going on to the website of the Coastal Jazz and Blues Society, which is coastaljazz.ca. And that's all you have to do. Uh, it's a very comprehensive website, and you can uh, check out what's going on. You can purchase tickets uh, for ticketed items. You can find out where all the free stuff is playing, all that kind of stuff. And, of course, you can find out the schedule of one of the clubs, one of the major jazz clubs in Vancouver. That's Frankie's, which is located on Beatty Street right across from BC Place. Um, Frankie's is of course, is um, the music there is uh, choreographed by Corey Weeds. Uh, who's a, Corey is a choreographer, musical choreographer, that is. And um, he, uh, he presents uh, a lot of wonderful music there. And, of course, you hear him as well. And uh, he's always worth listening to, a great saxophonist. And um, Frankie's, of course, has got a, a whole scale schedule of great uh, musical events that are coming. And, and if you get onto the Coastal Jazz and Blues website, you can find out who's playing at uh, Frankie's. You can make reservations there, all kinds of things. You can do everything online so you don't have to, you know, leave the comfort of your, uh, uh, of your computer. And uh, then once you have everything all set up, hey, you're all set to go. So there you go. That's a very fine website, the website of the Coastal Jazz and Blues Society. That's coastaljazz.ca. And another fine website, too, is one put together by my old friend Brian Nation. That one's called vancouverjazz.com. And uh, that's also a very fine website as well with lots of interesting links on there. So those two websites are very worthwhile checking out, coastaljazz.ca and vancouverjazz.com. 
And while I'm at it, I'll just mention one more thing. My good friend Ken Speller. Ken Speller is a very, very fine musician. Plays the saxophone, plays the flute, clarinet. Um, He taught music and played music over in Japan for many, many years. And he is also a very fine music teacher. He has a business called Music at Home. And he comes to your house and he will teach you how to play um, any of those instruments and uh, advise you what to rent or buy in terms of um, a good quality musical instrument and all that kind of stuff. So he's a good man to know. He's in the uh, Metrotown area of Burnaby. Uh, he's also a marvelous repairman. So if you're already a player of, of any of those instruments, saxophone, flute, clarinet, you know that those instruments have to be maintained, and uh, they require quite a bit of up, upkeep. Uh, keys can bust and pads fall off and there's leaks and all that kind of stuff. So they need maintenance. And uh, to play your best, you have to have your instrument in the best of shape. Ken Speller is a wonderful repairman, and he doesn't charge you an arm and a leg because he doesn't come out work out of a store. He works from his home. His repair shop is in his home, so he doesn't have that massive overhead that he has to uh, charge you so much for. So he keeps his prices very reasonable. So if you're a student, amateur, or professional, Ken Speller is a good guy to go to. So he can be reached at 778 or you can uh, reach him via email too. It's kspeller, K-S-P-E-L-L-E-R, underscore 14 at yahoo.ca, kspeller, underscore 14 at yahoo.ca. All right, we're going to get to some music now. Eddie Cleanhead Vinson, Eddie Vinson. What a talented musician and a wonderful vocalist. Uh, he's an urban blues singer, very sophisticated guy. He was born in 1917, and um, he lived a pretty long life, died in 1988. And uh, we're going to hear him with the Cannonball Adderley Quintet, with Julian Cannonball Adderley on alto saxophone, Brother Nat on cornet, Joe Zavano on piano, Sam Jones on bass, and Louis Hayes on drums. And we're going to hear three tunes by uh, Eddie. Uh, Actually, we're going to hear four tunes. The first one is called Bright Lights, Big City. And the second tune is called This Time. And the third tune is entitled Hold It. And the fourth tune is a real classic. It's called The Backdoor Blues. So here then, some tunes by Eddie Cleanhead Vincent. Bright light, big city, going to my baby's head. Bright light, big city, going to my baby's head. I try to tell a woman, but she don't believe a word I said. Gonna wish you had to listen to some of the 
This time is the right time. This time is the right time. This time is the right time. And I'll be yours for a lifetime. Love bug up and bid me. Love bug up and bid me. Love bug up and bid me. Kissed me. I know about the good times. I know about the good times. I know about the good times. Fill my heart with sunshine. Good news got the love line. Good news got the love line. Good news got the love line. Gonna tell the world how you changed my mind. Baby, like a root dog loves his car. 
Across every lot, I took one look behind me. I thought I heard a shot. 
I made it to the house. Slammed the latch down on the door. That woman's got a husband. And I won't go there no more. I thought she was mine. But she was someone else's wife. I took the front door in. And I almost lost my life. We heard four tunes by the great blues singer, urban blues singer, Eddie Cleanhead Vincent. Eddie Vincent. He is also no slouch on the saxophone either. He could play. As a matter of fact, we're going to play... Uh, a tune where he does play the saxophone right after, but we heard four vocals by uh, Cleanhead, backed up by the Cannonball Adderley Quintet. Julian Cannonball Adderley on alto saxophone, uh, Nat Adderley, Cannon's brother, on cornet, Joe Zavinul on piano, Sam Jones on bass, and Louis Hayes on drums. We heard um, Bright Lights and Big City, and then we heard a gospel-flavored thing called This Time, and uh, another clean head original called Hold It. And um, I think one of his most famous tunes was the final one, The Back Door Blues. Mm-hmm. Went in the back door, or went in the front door and ran out the back door. Anyway, we know that story. So we're going to hear clean head play some saxophone. And he is no slouch, let me tell you. As a matter of fact, he was an influence on Cannonball Adderley. And um, you can hear why. So here is a tune written by Eddie Cleanhead Vincent called Arriving Soon. Uh, There's a deeper meaning to this tune, but uh, I'm not going to get into it right now. Um, But anyway... Uh, Clean Head is featured here on alto saxophone along with Nat Adderley on cornet, uh, Joe Zavinul on piano, Sam Jones on bass, and Louis Hayes on drums. So here is Clean Head Vincent doing Arriving Soon.
formidable alto saxophonist, Eddie Cleanhead Vinson. Yeah, he was more than uh, more than a blues singer. He sure could play the uh, the saxophone as well, and uh, he was a big influence on uh, on Julian Cannonball Adderley too. And you can kind of hear that when you listen to Cannonball play. And um, Eddie Vinson, you know, quite the musician, and and uh, kind of overlooked a little bit, underrated, and sort of pigeonholed as well, because um, he could do the uh, a couple of Things. He was known more as a singer than he was as a player. But then when he pulled out that saxophone, he realized this pretty heavy dude. So he was heard here with uh, Nat Adderley on cornet and uh, Joe Zavano on piano, Sam Jones on bass, Louis Hayes on drums, and Eddie Vinson, Eddie Cleanhead Vinson on alto saxophone. And that was his own composition called Arriving Soon. All right. We're going to take you back now, way back, to Harlem, Minton's Playhouse, the original in New York, May of 1941. The first experiments in modern jazz were beginning to kind of stir at Minton's. Um, Musicians would come in after their after-hours gig and play or after their regular gigs and play at this after-hours club. And the house rhythm section was Thelonious Monk on piano, Nick Fenton on bass, and the great drummer Kenny Clark. And on trumpet was a gentleman who was uh, involved, uh, I think he was married to Billie Holiday for several years, actually a pretty good trumpet player as well. His name is Joe Guy. And Joe, of course, was um, influenced by people like Dizzy Gillespie and so on. He was, be- he was beginning to hear some different things, too. He didn't play much after the uh, um, 40, 1946 or 47, but uh, he was certainly a formidable trumpet player, and he was um, beginning to experiment a little bit, of course, playing with these musicians. But the key here is guitarist Charlie Christian, who was, of course, acknowledged to be one of the first great jazz guitar soloists. And he, Charlie Christian influenced everybody that's ever picked up the guitar, from Jim Hall to Wes Montgomery to George Benson to, to anybody. You, it all, go, all goes back to Charlie Christian, really. And, and uh, he was also one of, not really, not the first, but he was one of the first to amplify his guitar. Charlie Christian's concept is uh, still played today by most jazz guitarists. So we're going to hear him here in this jam session uh, context. Uh, The tape recorder was kind of turned on. Well, the the wire recorder in those days, it was before the days of tape, they had a uh, thing called wire recorder, and, and actually the recording quality is not bad, and uh, it, it kind of fades into the tune and then fades out again because uh, there's only a certain time limit on these, uh, on these recordings. But the main thing is to hear Charlie Christian away from his regular gig. He was playing with Benny Goodman's um, sextet and big band. And that was his regular gig, and that's how he became a lot more famous than he would have been had he um, 
moved around as a soloist. But his true love was playing at these late night, early morning jam sessions. And this is where you heard the real Charlie Christian. So check him out on these two tunes. As I said, the uh, the recordings fade in and, and then they fade out again. So the first one is variations on uh, the old uh, uh, jazz tune called Topsy. And the second tune um, is variations on Stompin' at the Savoy, a famous tune written by um, Benny Goodman and Chick Webb and Edgar Sampson, Stompin' at the Savoy. Big t- uh, it was a big hit back in those days. Anyway, two great jam-type tunes, and uh, we're going to hear Charlie Christian t- take off. So we take you back to Harlem, Minton's, 1941, in the month of May. And here we go. Thank you. 
couple of tunes, and I'm really happy that Jerry Newman had his uh, little wire recorder there to uh, record these historic moments. May of 1941 in Harlem at Minton's Playhouse in New York City. And we heard Charlie Christian on guitar and Thelonious Monk, sounding very swing-era-oriented on piano, Joe Guy on trumpet, Nick Fenton on bass, and the great Kenny Clark on drums. And this was um, an example of uh, some earlier kind of, uh, it didn't really sound to these ears uh, terribly experimental, but uh, it was. Um, they were uh, moving in into some different directions on here, but of course it was, um, it was fairly, fairly subtle. But um, this particular uh, style and these experiments uh, at, at Minton's led to the beginnings and the uh, creation of modern jazz, or bebop. And uh, Charlie Parker was involved in some of those sessions, and Dizzy Gillespie, and of course Thelonious Monk, Max Roach, so many other people. Um, Jerry Newman was a jazz fan, and he had this uh, fairly sophisticated for the day wire recorder, and he he loved jazz, and he he went around and and uh, recorded a bunch of these guys, and it was very interesting. The only problem with Jerry is that for some reason he didn't care for Charlie Parker, so he never recorded him. I don't know why, but uh, that's what I found out um, a few years ago that Jerry Newman just didn't care for Charlie Parker. Didn't like his music and didn't like him. So there you go. One of the few people. Anyway, this, uh, uh, at least he was responsible for these historic recordings. And we heard, the first tune was variations on the old um, jazz tune called Topsy. And the second tune was um, variations on Stompin' at the Savoy. And of course, the, the main star of this particular recording was the incredible father of modern jazz guitar, Charlie Christian. All right. I hope you enjoyed that. We're going to move now to a very different style of music. This is an incredible piece of music played by pianist Billy Childs. And um, there's a touch of uh, synthesizer on this particular piece. The uh, soprano saxophonist is the incredible Bob Shepard, who is one of the mainstays of uh, Los Angeles. And um, on acoustic guitar, Nick Kurgo. On electric bass, Jimmy Johnson. And on drums, Mike Baker. And on piano, and with that touch of uh, synthesizer, Billy Childs. And this is his piece of music. And it's called, it's the title track from this uh, wonderful album, called Twilight is Upon Us.
That's the title track from a wonderful album by pianist Billy Childs, and it's called Twilight Is Upon Us. Kind of a, almost a apocalyptic sounding. Bob Shepard on soprano saxophone. Um, a little bit of guitar in there by Nick Kurgo. Jimmy Johnson on electric bass and Mike Baker on drums. And, of course, Billy Childs on piano. And uh, a little touch of uh, synthesizer on that piece as well. Jimmy Jufri is was such a tremendous musician. He delved into so many different styles of, of jazz. And, of course, he was um, originally from Texas and uh, was part of the Los Angeles uh, West Coast jazz scene, um, played on so many recordings, played clarinet, tenor saxophone, baritone saxophone, and of course a wonderful composer. And Jimmy's uh, did a lot of sort of experimental music in uh, the early 50s, 54, 55, and then he formed uh, an iconic little band with guitarist Jim Hall, and uh, several bass players, and it was the Jimmy Jufri Three. And he moved into kind of a, a soft way of um, playing music, and, and it was kind of influenced by folk music of its time. And, uh, of course, uh, it became very, very popular. It was almost like living room jazz and because it was quietly played. It was uh, very restrained and... Um, Beautiful music and and so beautifully organized, the Jimmy Jufri Three. Uh, then he actually got rid of um, of the bass in the Jimmy Jufri Three, and uh, um, did a bunch of gigs with trombonist Bob Brookmeyer. So it was Jufri on uh, it was two horns and a guitar, and Jim Hall had to uh, do any of the rhythmic job. Uh, on on the uh, second edition of the Jimmy Jufri Three, then he decided, and he knew, and everybody else knew, except it wasn't recorded, hadn't been recorded, that he could really play heavy and hard. And of course, Jimmy listened to everything. And um, by the time this next recording was made, he had been checking out John Coltrane and Sonny Rollins, and some of the uh, harder-sounding East Coast tenor saxophonists, and Jimmy could do all of that stuff as well. This would make a great blindfold test for some people who think Jimmy is plays a very quiet, kind of restrained West Coast jazz. And um, here he is with Jimmy Rawls on piano, Red Mitchell on bass, and Lawrence Marable on drums. And this is from an album called Ad Lib, and it was recorded um, in Los Angeles in January of 1959. And uh, Jimmy was headed for New York City not long after this recording. And then, of course, he got into very, very experimental jazz for many years. But that's a whole different story. Check him out on this recording. We're going to hear two tunes. The first one's a blues. And it's called simply, I Got Those Blues. 
And the second tune is a tune that was recorded as a ballad by John Coltrane. Jimmy Jufri plays it a little differently. And it's the beautiful old standard, I'm Old Fashioned. So check them out. Jimmy Jufri on tenor saxophone, Jimmy Rolls on piano, Red Mitchell on bass, and Lawrence Marable on drums. I'm sorry for that. The CD just suddenly stopped on the player. So we've uh, switched players, and we're going to try it again. I don't think it'll stop on this one. Uh, We certainly hope not. And here we go again. There you go. Right now.
tenor saxophonist sounding uh, not like Jimmy Jufri, but of course, if if you listen to a lot of his music, you'll see that he could he was a musician that uh, explored um, so many styles over the years uh, during his uh, incredible lifetime and experiments straight ahead um, folk influenced music. He wrote for large orchestras, wrote classical music. He was an incredible musician, originally from Texas. And um, we heard Jimmy here on tenor saxophone with the wonderful Jimmy Rolls on piano, Red Mitchell on bass, and Lawrence Marable on drums. All of this was recorded in Los Angeles in January of 1959. It's from an album called Ad Lib. And we heard... um, Jimmy's tune called I Got Those Blues, and the second tune was, of course, a wonderful interpretation of uh, a beautiful old ballad entitled I'm Old Fashioned, and um, that tune, of course, was written by Jerome Kern and Johnny Mercer, and a most famous version of that tune was recorded by John Coltrane, but he played it strictly as a ballad, whereas Jimmy kind of um, walked the tune and played it uh, more as a as a tempoed kind of a uh, a tune, and uh, wonderful interpretation of that tune, especially the and also the beautiful introduction and uh, ending of the tune by pianist Jimmy Rawls. Thelonious Monk, or as his wife called him, Melodious Thunk. Monk's wife, Nellie, um, coined that term, and uh, that was her nickname for her wonderful husband, Thelonious Monk, one of the greats in jazz music. And this is from a rare recording, um, live, recorded at Victoria Hall in Geneva in Switzerland, March the 27th, 1966, with uh, Monk's working band. And it's kind of a a prelude to next week's jazz feature, um, because next week's jazz feature is going to be Thelonious Monk. There you go. And uh, we're going to uh, actually play the final recording by this uh, working band, the same guys that you're going to hear here, um, the final recording that Monk did with his quartet for uh, Columbia Records, and it's called Underground, and that's going to be our jazz feature uh, recording next week, and it's a wonderful recording. It was actually more famous for its cover, um, and um, it's very difficult to sort of describe the cover uh, over radio, but um, if you check it out on the computer, uh, you can just type in Thelonious Monk Underground, and I'm sure it'll pop up, and you'll see this magnificent cover uh, on that album that we're going to feature next week. Um, The album was more famous for its cover than it was for the music, but the music is absolutely superb. And so that's going to be our jazz feature next week. So this is kind of a a prelude, in a way, to uh, the music you're going to hear next week on the jazz feature. This is Thelonious Monk's Working Quartet, recorded in Geneva, as I said, in concert. Monk on piano, Charlie Rouse on tenor saxophone, Larry Gales on bass, and Ben Riley on drums, and one of Monk's most famous compositions, Straight No Chaser. 
Recorded in Geneva on March 27th, 1966. That was the Thelonious Monk Quartet with Mr. Monk at the piano, Charlie Rouse on tenor saxophone, Larry Gales on bass, and Ben Riley on drums. And of course, that was one of Monk's most famous tunes, Straight No Chaser. And uh, that's the name of a documentary as well, one of the finest uh, documentaries, uh, film documentaries on uh, any jazz musician. And uh, this time it was about Thelonious Monk. Well worth checking out and uh, getting the DVD of that uh, particular thing. It's very, very interesting, very, very well produced um, DVD on Monk and his music. So, our jazz feature next week is going to be, you guessed it, Thelonious Monk. And um, we're going to be featuring an album called Underground, which is the, was the final quartet recording for Columbia Records made by Thelonious Monk. And as I mentioned before, it was probably more famous for its uh, iconic cover and um, the music is even better. It's a superb album, and that's why we're going to feature it next week. Underground, Thelonious Monk and his the final recording for Columbia Records of this working quartet. That's it for this edition of The Jazz Show. And uh, we'd like to uh, thank you very much for being out there this evening. I hope you enjoyed Some of the music, if you were around for most of the show, great. And if you were around for just a part of the show, that's also great. And uh, we're happy to have you with us and uh, share the music. Um, Or have me uh, (laughs) share the music with you. And, and of course, you share your ears listening to the music. So it's all give and take. Anyway, thanks very much for being out there. On behalf of myself, Gavin Walker, and CITR FM 101.9 or on your computer www.citr.ca Take care and we'll see you in seven days time. Bye bye for now.
Thank you.